Please do me a favor. Before we start, please subscribe. I am Chad Fisher, and this is the Diary of a Pastor. Except the Lord build the house, those who build labor in vain. Hello, everyone. It's good to have you back with me today. Uh, today, this is episode two of the Diary of a Pastor, and I hope that it encourages you. I hope that it strengthens you. I hope that it gives you some ideas and, and, and it builds you up. Please, you know, feel free to share this with others. Please send questions or comments, and we'll mention more of that at the end. Today in this episode, I want to outline kind of two things. First of all, I want to kind of give you our weekly update. And then second of all, I want to talk about sermon preparation. So let's, let's jump into the first one, our weekly update. Now, this episode relates to the week of March 13th forward, okay, Sunday, March 13th forward. And I'm planning to give the weekly stats so that we can see how we're progressing as a church. So hopefully just encourage you and to give you a context of where we are at here at Cornerstone Community Church in Edmonton. Sunday, March 13th, our service, we had 67 people in attendance, 18 of which were children. That Sunday morning, um, my father spoke, Pastor Lauren spoke. Actually, I led worship. My father, Pastor Lauren, spoke, and he spoke on the subject of guarding your heart or maintaining a healthy heart. Also during that week, uh, we had our annual business meeting. That was on a Thursday night, March 17th. We reviewed our finances. We looked at our vision, uh, which was an exciting time as I shared the vision of the church to the people, to the members, and maybe I'll do that in one of these next episodes. And we also selected and voted to deacons. So it was a really good week. We had a really encouraging week. And, uh, you know, I look back on that week and a lot of good things happened in that week. I thought I would talk about one of the most difficult or one of the things that I find the most difficult by, you know, being a small church pastor and especially being a bivocational pastor. And that is sermon preparation. Um, I work, as I've mentioned, outside the church. I work in a job that requires 40 hours um, a week, and it's you know during the general business hours, so I can't be doing church work during that time. Um, so sermon preparation at times is one of the most difficult things that I find. It is one of those things that I look forward to when I can be full-time in this situation. Uh, because I look at it, one, it requires time, you know, outside of the church or outside of outside of work, outside of family, and outside of regular church activities. Uh, I have to find the time to do it. And it can be very challenging at times. It can be sometimes even very discouraging because you're putting all this energy and effort in uh, outside of what, you know, the larger church pastor or the pastor who's full-time is doing. And, and I don't think that people realize sometimes the difficulty in that. I work roughly, uh, my average week work week is about 80 hours given the church and my, my uh, outside job. And yet we need to find the time to prepare properly to speak to our people. You know, our Sunday message or even our Bible study is one of the most important times because we're communicating God's word to his people. 
You know, I, the scripture comes to my mind is Second Corinthians or Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen, where it says, "All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work." And so, I look at that scripture and I I think, you know, how important it is for us to take and give the proper time for preparation so that we can stand in front of our congregation and share God's word. Here in Cornerstone, I lead and strive for excellence in everything that we do. It is the one it is one of the characteristics that I want to see established in this church, one of many characteristics, and I'll, I'll share that as well at some point. I will say this, we strive for excellence, not per for perfection. So I have to model excellence in what I do as the pastor, including my preaching, especially my preaching. First, I mean, it should be my desire to do that because I'm representing, uh, you know, God's word and I'm preaching to God's people. I mean, I, 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 I need to do that because God's word is, is what's going to change their heart. It's what's going to change their life. It's going to be the answer to their situation. It's going to be the answer to their problems. It's the promise that God's given to them. And so I need to communicate that effectively. I need to, I need to prepare, be prepared so that I can communicate that and, and, and communicate the life and the goodness of God through the preaching. Secondly, I need to do it because out of respect for the people who come and are listening. You know, even though we're a small church, there are people who take time out of their busy schedules to come and hear what I have to say. And I need to respect that. Third, it's something that if I require of others, my, my leaders and so forth, it's something that I need to live as well. Something that I think about lots is poor preparation will result in poor leadership. Some churches don't see growth, or some churches remain small, and a large reason is because the pastor or the leader doesn't take their role seriously, or doesn't even take their preaching seriously. You know, I've heard sometimes, or think sometimes that, you know, what pastors think or say is that when, I, when my church is bigger, when I'm not having to work, then I'll put in the effort, then I'll do what's required, not realizing that the inadequacies in this area are really keeping the church where it's at. It's not going to grow beyond that situation or where the pastor is at at that point because they're not putting the time or energy into, into preparing properly. And so as a pastor looking to have lasting impact on people's lives, I must be thoroughly prepared. But as you would know, being a small church pastor, being a bivocational pastor, the practicalities of that are difficult. So the context, let me give you context of my situation, just so that we know where you hear where I'm coming from. In my context, I preach or teach twice a week. Sunday morning, Sunday morning service, and Thursday night Bible study. Sunday morning is about a 45-minute sermon or message. Thursday night is about a one-hour interactive Bible study. And, and just so you understand, and let, let's just relate this to sermon prep for Sunday morning. Um, my sermon prep is usually done Saturday evening. 
And by that I mean that my outline, writing it, uh, getting it down on paper, getting it ready to present. And usually I spend three to six hours Saturday evening prep, prepping for Sunday morning. There's a couple of reasons for that. One is, like I say, I work during the week. Two, I'm often at the church during the week, during the evenings, uh, whether it be music practice, whether it be, like I say, Thursday night Bible study and prayer, and, and, and so forth. The other reason is um, my wife and I have just, you know, in the last couple of years, we are in the process of adopting some children. And uh, so I, I do it after the time that they've gone to bed so that I can give them attention because they need my attention as well. And, uh, and also so that I'm not disturbed. So that's kind of the context that I'm in. But how do I work all these things out? How do I prepare all these things in that sort of context? Here, you know, preparation is happening well before that. So let me give you four thoughts on, on preparation, and, and hopefully these help you. And I think, obviously, some of these are very obvious. And in a sense, I'm preaching to the choir, I'm teaching to the choir um, these things. But, you know, we need to just look at them and, 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 and maybe be reminded of them. First of all, we need to be continually in prayer. I like these two quotes from E.M. Bounds. Preaching is not the performance of an hour, it is the outflow of a life. A prepared heart is much better than a prepared sermon. A prepared heart will make a prepared sermon. To prepare and deliver a spirit-filled, powerful, life-changing message requires prayer. You know, one of the things I've, I've realized in my life of ministry is that I can't do any of it in my own strength. You know, I can't preach in my own strength. I can't prepare in my own strength. If I'm trying to do that, I'm really simply delivering a motivational talk. And so prayer has to be part of my life, not just simply because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a Christian, because I love the Lord, because I want relationship with God. Prayer is relationship. Prayer is recognizing our dependence upon the Holy Spirit. You know, in, in preaching, we need his inspiration. We need his words. We need his insight, his understanding, his wisdom. And we don't want to deliver our messages in our ability, but we want to deliver it in his ability. And that only comes by spending time with him. The greatest portion of our life really should be spent in prayer, spent before him, be spent before God. Prayer is seeing the impact in our lives that we want to see happen in those who attend our churches. So, I mean, that would be the first and foremost thing in sermon preparation is pray. Second of all, I would encourage and, and suggest is Bible read and journal for growth. You know, don't just read the Bible to prepare messages. Unfortunately, there's, there's situations like that where pastors, the only time they open up their scriptures or open up their Bible is to prepare a message for Sunday morning. We have to take the time for personal growth, personal Bible study, and even journaling. And I encourage you, write down what you learn. Write down what speaks to you for your own personal growth and relationship with God. 
And, and, and you'll find that as you do, this will not only build you up, but you will become a re, it'll become a resource to draw upon for sermon preparation because you'll already have study uh, studies and notes already kind of on hand. And it may be something that God spoke to you through his word a year ago, but now is something that you can use for a message, and much of that prep work is already done. So if you're continuing... It, spending time in a, in a place of like what we would call devotion, reading his word, journaling, it'll be a resource, it'll be a well that the Holy Spirit can draw upon to use in later on in preparation for messages and sermons. Another thing is be built up by listening to other preachers. You know, the great thing about the internet is that we have access to, to many tremendous Bible teachers and preachers. And I would encourage you to use that as a resource. You know, I work in a situation where I can either listen to quietly through a speaker, or I can even put a headphone on, and I can listen to whatever I want. So what I do is I download messages in audio formats, carry them with a, on a USB stick with me, and try to listen to them while I'm at work. You know, try to listen to a couple of week while I'm at work. There's some things that happen with that. One is first... I'm fed and I'm built up, all right? Speaks to my life. It's God is speaking to me. I'm being fed through those messages. Number two, I hear what God is saying to other churches that might be relevant to my situation. Number three, I have opportunity to learn things that I might not have otherwise learned. You know, I, I don't have time necessarily to say read or study like some other pastors may, but I can learn through them maybe things that I wouldn't have learned hadn't I taken the time to listen to them. Number four, I, I, I receive or I can see messages or topics that can inspire some of the things or, or, or thoughts for me for messages or topics that I want to bring to the church. And number five, I can even learn how to preach or teach better. I can improve on my skills. One of the things that I do when, when I'm listening is I have a hand or a notebook handy so I can quickly jot down a thought, or if something sticks out to me, I, I can write it down very quickly so that I can have access to it when I need or when I want. So, you know, listen to other people, listen to other preachers, listen to other teachers, learn from them, be built up by them, get ideas from them, let it be a resource to you. Now, what about sermon ideas? How do I come up with sermon ideas? One is I try to do a four-week or a month sermon series. So generally throughout the course of the year, 12 different sermon series, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes it'll be three weeks or whatever. But I try to, I try to get into a series. The reason being is so that I'm not trying to figure out every week what I'm going to preach. I've done that at times, and it's hard when you think, oh, this week i got to come up with another message. It's a lot easier knowing that you have a series that you're working on, that your mind is continually thinking on, and that you know you can continually kind of process and meditate upon so that you can prepare for your message. One, it builds confidence because you're you're continually thinking upon it, even in your week at work or whatever, you can you can be mulling it over, you can be thinking upon those things and you feel much more confident. You feel much more prepared uh, in that. Number two, you can bring it to prayer. 
You know what you're speaking on for the month. You can be bringing that into your personal prayer life and just talking to the Lord about that. You can listen to messages. I talked about listening to others. You can listen to messages related to it and draw upon those resources to give you ideas, to give you thoughts and wisdom and insight. Here's another thing. Even when I'm working and thinking about it, okay, you know, when I'm at work, I can think about my messages and, and when I have thoughts about the messages, I can quickly write them down. And then Saturday, when I prep, I can get them pulled out and, and just incorporate them into the message so that it's not like I'm just kind of trying to come up with everything on Saturday night. You know, in, in saying that, I would say this. You know, there are sometimes in the middle of a series, I sense that God is saying to do something different that week. So be open to that. Maybe there's a specific need or situation that suddenly comes up and it needs to be addressed. So while I try to stick to a sermon series, I also understand that sometimes the Holy Spirit inspires and, you know, you, you want to do something for, for one, one week or one message that is a little different. You know, be flexible in those situ situations. Certain ideas can be situations or needs in the local church body. You know, maybe the church is in a place, maybe the people are in a place, especially with relation to our world today of needing peace or joy or reassurance and doing a series on what God says about that. You know, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what the needs are of the church and what the answers of scriptures are and, and do a series on that. You know, you know, what are others preaching? And I'm not saying that you base what you're saying upon what others preach. But, you know, I use oftentimes what others are preaching as, in a sense, confirmation for what God's saying to me and God's saying in our situation. You know, obviously, the different seasons that we're in, you know, Thanksgiving for one, we're coming up to Easter, messages about the cross as a series, you know, messages about the vision of the church, what you want God to do, what you want God to, how God to work in the church. You know, I did a, I did a series last year on praise and worship. Praise and worship is something that is a real strong characteristic of our church and something that I want to see built in our church. And so I did a whole series. I did, I think, four or five weeks on aspects of praise and worship. I just recently did one on the power of God's Word. Obviously, you can also preach on or do a series on a book, walk through a book of the Bible. You know, and, and this is where if you've you've journaled and you've read and you've had a, a specific time where you've in the past looked at these things. This is, can be a resource that you use in your messages. You know, if, if I, this is what I typically look at for Sunday, but, you know, related to our Bible study, um, I do a topic. I don't do something different every week or, and usually it's, it's a topic that is, you know, eight to 10 weeks long, or I look at a specific book of the Bible, again, so that I'm not having to figure out something every week, so that I know what I'm doing, so that I can be confident in what I'm doing, so that I can think about it and prepare for it, even though I'm at work. I can, I can mull over the ideas or whatever I'm doing outside of the church, I have opportunity to think about and prepare my heart for it. Let me close off kind of with this. You know, as pastors of smaller churches and in bivocational ministry in many sense, we need to care for ourselves in this. I would encourage you, if you can, in always share the load in a way. You know, one of the things that I do, 
is I have obviously my father who was a pastor and now retired, but I have him and I have an elder that I can draw upon. And once a month, here's what I tr I, I'm trying to do. Actually, we've just really incorporated this recently. Once a month, I try to have a week where one of them takes the Sunday morning message and one of them takes the Thursday night Bible study so that I have basically a complete week off where I can recharge, get refreshed, and so even the people can have a different voice. And, and so, you know, you know, part of preparation is also rest. Because if you get worn out, you can't prepare properly. If you get worn out, you can't deliver properly. And, and so this is something that I've really tried to incorporate. When we went through COVID, uh, I preached, I think, almost two years straight in most things. And it was very difficult. We had a special speaker here and there. But generally, I took it all. And so when we come, came out of that, and we just recently brought on an elder, uh, I kind of set up a schedule. And I said, listen, I'm going to give you guys one week where one, and they alternate. So if, the, if my dad preaches on the Sunday this month, and, and my elder preaches on or teaches on the Bible study this month, the next month I reverse it. The elder preaches on the Sunday, and my dad takes the, you know, takes the Bible study. And so, again, I just get that week off where I can sit, I can refresh, I can, I, I can still prep, I can still prepare, or whatever, but I'm not under that pressure. I can also get refreshed and recharged. Well, that's kind of it for today. I hope that it encourages you. Um, I know that I don't have all the answers. I know that there's probably suggestions out there that some of you have. I would encourage you, give them in the comments. Uh, send them to me. Uh, I would love to hear from you. But if you do have questions, comments, thoughts, please, you know, mention them below or go to my website, chadfisheronline.com, and, uh, you know, submit them through there. But I would love to hear from you. You will also know if you go there and you look up the, the tab, uh, the pastor's diary or the diary of a pastor, you will also find notes and sermon outlines that maybe you can use in a pinch or ideas that you can use in a pinch. So I really enjoyed sharing with you. Again, I hope it encourages you. I hope that it, it builds you up in your context, in your situation. And if you've liked this and you think that it's been beneficial to you, please feel free to share it with others. Please subscribe. And always remember, accept the Lord, build the house. Those who build labor in vain. All right, God bless. And we'll talk to you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye.